It's me, and I'm Dan. Welcome to the podcast with you, and you're right. Welcome to Dan and the Creators. <laughs> Yo! What's up, and welcome back to another episode of Dan and the Creators. Today, our guest is my buddy, Tony Chetta. Tony is a pop producer and writer based out of here, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, he's got crazy background dealing with classical jazz. Uh, he's rock and folk bands working with rap and pop artists. Uh, Tony is an absolute savage. Uh, it was really cool getting to chat with him. Tony has a great sense of humor. Uh, he keeps it like 100, no cap. Dude is is uh, is is awesome. Um, got a lot of respect for him, and he's not much younger than me, but I feel like he's he's that kind of young gun that I've always, that I always have so much respect for, and kind of like I listen. Uh, the things he says, you know, like that he's got a special pulse and I, I really dig his sound and his work. Um, but anyways, uh, without further ado, please enjoy. Ah, the sound of a plane Sick. sending us off nice. in, into the stratosphere. We already Welcome solved. Tony Chetta. Howdy. Glad you're here. Happy to be here. <laughs> okay. Um, when did I switch to Ableton? Yes. Okay, so I still like Pro Tools. Um, long story short, I couldn't afford it because I had to buy a computer and a new card for my interface. Mm. And, like, the cable to connect my interface to my computer was 150 bucks. So, you know, it got expensive really fast. And Pro Tools is, a what is it, 30 bucks a month? I have no clue. Uh, th- that sounds right. I think it's a $30 a month uh, subscription, or you can buy it outright for like seven or 800 bucks, I think. Something like that. And I am not okay with a subscription, no, especially, I hate f- it. especially for a DAW. Yeah. Like Ableton, I was on, so I'm on Ableton 11 now, and I was on Ableton 9 for nine or 10 years, and I paid 600 bucks, and that was it. Yeah. That's and how it should be. Yeah. Is it in Ableton 11? That's not a subscription. That's just no, a, I just bought just it outright. Yeah, yeah. Was, that was, I'm pretty sure, 700 bucks. It hurt. Yeah, but that, I guess that's the only justification for the subscription thing is that, like, every upgrade that they come out with, you just automatically get. You don't have to pay another $700 for it or whatever. Right. It's just, like, the Pro Tools upgrades are like, no, it's darker. <laughs> there's, like, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing cool about it. Well, and, like, I mean, you know, kind of touche Pro Tools, but... Ableton updates are free until the mm. until the new iteration comes out. Like when Ableton 12 comes out, if I want to upgrade to that, I would pay for it. Okay. But like if I didn't make it clear, I had Ableton 9 into Ableton 11, and I used that same DAW pretty efficiently for nine years or whatever, ten years. Yeah. I just <sighs> – it has a new color. Like I don't care. Yeah. It, was it pretty much the same? So now you have playlists. Like oh no, there's a ton of new features. Oh, okay, works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like to an extent, it's like just use like what you're fast in. I think like the doll arguments, right? Kind of dumb. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I have to think the doll arguments dumb because I work in reason, and reason is so stupid. <laughs> I, I, I hate reason so. But the thing is, like, I've met like three other reason victims in Nashville victims. before, and like they all say the same thing. They're like, "Yeah, no, we hate it." 
It's just like we use it because we're so fast in it by now. Uh, and like we have to use it in tandem with like Pro Tools because audio and reason sucks, but MIDI and Pro uh, Tools sucks. You have to like use them together. And just like you were saying with like the recalls, if I, if I am, so I do vocals and mixing in Pro Tools. I do production, like track production and reason. So if we're, if I'm on like a mix four and someone's like, yo, like it's so close, but maybe we have like a different bass line in the last chorus. I'm like, God, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and I have to go like back. Back to the original like production reason session, like recut the baseline, rebounce that stem, import it into the mix session, as opposed to just like retracking the and it's not that Wait, big. So you're like, not even using rewire? I don't know if I really figured that out. Like I don't know it's what it's a pain it in does. the ass. <laughs> if I'm being honest, there's probably a lot of dumb things I'm doing in my process. No, no, no. But no, no, I no. don't well, No, because sorry to cut you off, but like what I understand of rewire, and this was in Pro Tools eleven. Uh, when I was using even Rewire with Ableton, you had to make two tracks, a, a MIDI track and an audio track. The MIDI track would be equipped with an instrument that was Rewire in Pro Tools, and the audio would be a return from Rewire. So you'd have to choose Rewire and then a submenu of which input from Rewire that you were using as essentially like having two completely, like you were front of house and the monitor guy at yeah. the same time. Pain in the ass. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get to 60 tracks of Rewire. Oh, yeah, fuck all of that. you're trying to go back and, like, you have to recommit everything. I don't know. I mean, that's one way to do it. I, I tried when the Reason plugin, the Rack plugin came out. Because that's really uh, one of the only yeah. reasons I use it is because a lot of the stock synths I still use. Thor? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Dude I fuck with Thor. When some Thor of them are came good. out, we were like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah like, not, like some of them are like 99% of the sounds you won't use because they're like tinny and cheap and shitty. But like sometimes <laughs> you can you can finagle them enough to sound decent-ish. Yeah. Um, but like when the Reason plugin came out, I thought I was going to be able to use that in Pro Tools and I had like one right where I did it and I was like, oh, I'm still using Pro Tools MIDI editing and like that was the problem the whole time. Like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know some guys that do it and they do it really well. And but it's which, fine. It's which like, Pro Tools are you in though? 11? So yeah, because no, you're, no, no. you're not in the No, sub. no, no, 20, 20. I'm in the subscription. I don't know. I, so, so you're I, in the subscription. I am in the subscription. Yeah. Oh, but you still. But that's the thing. The, the MIDI now is way better. Really? Have you fucked with MIDI yet? You should try. I don't think so. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, I forget the key. I mean, I know it's like Apple Plus is to switch between like the mix and the. I forget the word. The arrangement view is what yeah, they say yeah. in Ableton, like timeline. Like the edit, yeah. And, uh, but it's like Apple and then another button that's close by to switch to the MIDI role. Mm. Um, nice. But, uh, but I, I mean, I've seen, because like Pro Tools has the commit feature now, like freezing. Yep. Um, which is like a temporary commit, I guess, you know, because you can always go backwards. Yeah. It's like, it won't, it won't just like consolidate it to audio or whatever. Right. But it will... Yeah, it'll freeze it in any processing you you have, so it's like good for cutting down on your CPU and whatever. Right, which is like, was nice. I mean, Ableton was doing that for years, but yeah. they've caught up, which is great. Yeah, which is great. Okay, do you know anyone that works in Studio One? No, but I've heard of it. Like it, people doing that. Isn't that what FL FL like Fruity Loops used to be? That I don't know because it's made by Personas. Oh wait, okay, no. So FL Studio. Is different than Studio One. Though. I think so. Jeez. Yeah. Presonus interface. <laughs> Dude, yeah. But like dead ass, I think I think it's the best DAW. Really? For sure. Because it's like all of the good parts of of like 
reason in Ableton and all of the good mm. parts of Pro Tools. It comps audio like logic comps, which is brilliant. You can have different input and output buffer sizes so that you can have low latency, but like high processing power. You, there's this feature called scratch pad, where if you're like trying out an idea and you don't want to like fuck with the tracks you have, it'll make a copy of your edit window or arrangement window, or whatever you can mess with whatever tracks you want to mess with. And if you like it, you just hit commit. It, it pastes it all over. And if you don't like it, you can just like throw it away. Whoa. So you can like try Like there's so many different things that you can do in it and I'm, I'm like trying to like slowly learn it but yeah that's that's my tip. learning a DAW is hard though it's so yeah yeah dude. especially because it's like well do i potentially ruin this session by practicing oh for sure <laughs> Bro, i i took like a month dude i got so cocky i took like a month to like every night almost every night i would like go into studio one and just try to like i would watch like so many fucking videos and yeah. then just try to like make something for like a couple hours and try to find new features and whatever and then i finally got to the point where i like i had a right that i like didn't honestly didn't really care about that much and i was like oh, i'll just like maybe i'll try doing it in studio one i was in it for 30 seconds i was like fuck this shit like this right. is so much pressure yeah because i remember doing that i was the same feeling i got the first time i ever had a co-write right and i was like i don't know what i'm doing and like there's so much pressure because like the people like they'll write the song in two hours three right. hours you know and you have to have like a fully finished track by then and i'm like still fucking with the same drum groove like i don't want that yeah no that's not that's not that's not good <laughs> <laughs> how do, okay here's a question how do you typically do demos and writes like are you just getting kind of like bare bones and then get all of the vocals that you can and produce it afterwards? Or are you trying to get like the most finished thing by the time they leave? It always, or do you think about it different? <clears throat> no, man. I, I love that. It always depends. I think that's the goal. Um, Which one? As you laid it out, to have a track that's as far down the line as possible. But truthfully, I've never done a session where I was like, this is, this is pretty much done. And come back to it a few days later and been like, yep, I still stand by that. You mm -hmm. know, like I always feel like no matter how how much or how little I do, in a few days when I come back to something, little like fresh ears and perspective, I'm like, oh, whoa, I hear this, this, this or that, you know? For sure. Like I always have. So I don't, I don't know that I ever really walk away feeling like something's done, but I definitely like if the people I'm working with are assassins and they can get the whole thing like written in two hours i'll do the best i can to get as much as i can done yeah i don't like leaving stuff for later yeah at all because then it's like that's like one more thing you have to do now right finish yeah that demo yeah uh, totally yeah. i i absolutely hate that you know and, and and i think but i always like i'm sure you make the same similar choices like you like you did where it's like okay 30 seconds in ugh, i feel too nervous about this now's not the time I do the same sort of thing where it's like, if it's taking me a while to figure something out, dog, I'll just go and splice and find that drum loop and I will fix that shit later. <laughs> you know, like if, if it's taking me too long and I can't, and I feel, and I feel, uh oh, I feel that wave of like um, insecurity because I'm kind of not there and I can tell, I'll just get by. Yeah. Like with that thing and move to something else that I know I can slaughter. I need to learn how to do that. Dude, that bothers the shit out of me so much. What? Like, I'll, I'll tweak snares in a right for, like, too long. While they're waiting or while they're working? Uh, Usually while they're working. I There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I guess. I do that a lot, dog. I throw my headphones and say, hey, guys, 
check this thing for a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna zone out for a second. Yeah, true. With I guess if they finished writing the song and then, yeah, I guess actually that happened today before I came over here. Like they finished the song in like two hours, and it was like it was a good song. Um, but then afterwards, they're you know they like talk about like whatever, and I'm like sitting here messing with some pad patch. I'm like this is fucking stupid. Let's just copy and paste this shit. We'll get a vocal down. I'll come back to this and like get this tightened yeah. up. You know, yeah. that's probably the way to go. So I think some sometimes like I I stopped doing absolutes a lot. Like like the da argument, right? right the yeah. the da argument, da argument. Yes. Uh, I I stopped doing that because it's it's like I I guess you could, but do you have to have the argument, have an answer, have the track finished now? Like you could, but you know it doesn't always happen, and that's okay. I think the most important thing in in that moment and in the creative process is maintaining the creative process and the vibe. Yeah. You know, like it's more important that you control the energy in the room and make sure everyone feels uh, content and happy and we're having fun and things are progressing than obsessing over that, that patch, you know, if it's, if, if the patch is a problem and it's inhibiting the vibe, then we fix it. But if it's like, it's fine. Just fly everything, and then you can do all your transitions, and you know, minimize production and add production where it's needed and stuff. And it just needs to be done later. That I'm okay with that too. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't fall on that sword anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like you have to convince yourself. Like, at least when I was like first starting writing, I mean, I'm like still first starting writing, but. I would like convince myself of totally one way and then be like, okay, now I know the scenarios where this works and this doesn't. And then convince myself of the opposite way (laughs) (laughs) and be like, okay, now I know where this works and where this doesn't. And then now I feel like I can take a step back and and just kind of like feel things out and be like, okay, I should put more time into this during the right while they're waiting and like actually finish this out. Or I'll let them be on their way and I'll finish it after and like whatever. Dog. Just like knowing when. You need some gray hair. It's like you're getting wise or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I just think that's like uh, that sixth sense, you know, like producers that like we look up to or whatever, they have that. Or it's just you kind of know when to make the the call, you know, what kind of choice. There's so many choices that are constantly being made and you just kind of have to know when to make which ones. You know, like kind of learn to trust your gut, and and sometimes too, like I I hate that trust your gut. Well, sometimes that comes from, well, I remember the last time that went bad, and I I I'm starting to see A B C, uh oh D E. Let's not get to F. Mm. You know, like let's 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 course correct here, and and that's you know ex- that I feel like is the culmination of experience. Like that is applying something that you've learned and not doing the same thing again. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, they don't care about the snare. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I know it's shit. I'll fix it later. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to show it to my producer friends until, right. Until I fix that. But like, they're not going to give a shit. Right. And the ironic thing too, is like most, and this is no shade either, but most like songwriters or singers, they don't care about your snare sound. Oh, for sure. Their headspace is in the, you know, and you're like, and I'm like, well, I don't really care if you finish that idea. The course is a smash. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think about those. songwriting the way that they do. And I won't, like, you know, uh, scope in on the same sort of things that they do. Mm. You know? So. <laughs> yeah, I could give fuck about an internal rhyme. Honestly. <laughs> like, I, I so appreciate that you want to spend the next 20 minutes trying to get a rhyme 
for back, you know, or like whatever. Right. You know, but like I, I'm not gonna care that much. It's like so embarrassing. Like I, they, like my people I write with make fun of me for this all the time. But we'll like redo a second verse like a million times and whatever. And I, I'll be like, can you go back to like, like what was that line? What are the lyrics of this? And I'm like, not. I'm paying attention to like the rhythm of the vocal and the tone of the vocal, right? And, like the expression of it and whatever. I'm not listening to lyrics at all, like to a fault. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we've been saying fart just <laughs> yeah, this whole time. <laughs> fart, 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 fart. Yeah, I would never know. I'd never know. If you sang it well enough, I wouldn't give a shit. Fart, 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 fart. That. Well, let's Beautiful. try it again. Give it a little, little bit more vibrato. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Fart. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. That's the one. You've, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about doing an artist thing? Uh, so I took a very, very shallow dip in the uh, puddle. Mm. Uh, and I just realized... Did you drown? In that capacity, it was not for me. Mm. Yeah. I think... Um, have you? The artist thing? No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's... Like, I... It's tough for me because, like, I toured for a while and mm. I really like performing... So there was the allure of like the artist thing, but I think at the end of the day, like as a business owner, as like a creative, um, the things that being an artist call for, most of them are not innate to me. Mm. And like the work that it takes is not worth it for where I'm at in my life. You know, like there's definitely like narcissism isn't the right word because it's... Is it? Well, <laughs> sometimes it's it's applicable, yeah, totally. But I'm saying, you know, like you have to be really focused in on your thing, yeah, and you have to ignore everything else, like like truly ignore. And it doesn't have to be vicious; it could be, but it's essentially like unless it's my vision, I'm not doing it. I feel like to do the artist thing really well, that's what it calls for, mm-hmm, totally. You know, and and almost to a fault. Hey, man, you never hang out. Well, you guys aren't doing music. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... Do you not find that as, like, while producing, too? Definitely. But the, I, I I, also think some of that is just, like, where I'm at in my life, you know? Like, I have basically basic human needs. I have to care for my family emotionally and physically. I have to care for my own body so I don't fucking die of a heart attack or high blood pressure. And then I have to create and I've somehow managed to find a way to make money in that kind of realm of basic human needs that I need as a person. But like, unless something aligns with that, I'm not really doing stuff outside of it. You know, like I don't really have hobbies. Like I love jujitsu, but that's what I do for exercise. Mm, Yeah. So like, one person might call that a hobby and I'll say, okay, I don't really care. Like if you call it a hobby, that's not like it doesn't, the category maybe would work, but it's not something that I do time in and time. I'm obsessed with it and I do it on a regular basis, Mm. but it also so happens to keep me from dying, you know? So I have that. And then music, it's like, I love the people I collaborate with. So when we work, we're hanging. Right. So I, you know, like one of my best friends, like, is an is an engineer, and oh shit, I need drums on something. Guess we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, it's like the perfect storm. You yeah. know. Have you ever had that go the reverse where 
you try to just hang out and not like talk about music stuff or do music stuff and it never works. I have one you know friend I mean? who is a uh, mad genius and I have definitely given up on trying to just hang out without doing music stuff and I've made peace with it and it's totally cool. Yeah, I'm totally okay with it. Um, but it he's the only guy. Yeah. is the only person that has successfully managed to, to conjure that out of me. Because, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've got a couple. But, like, again, I'm into fighting. So, like, I have a couple friends. We'll go watch, like, the UFC cards on a Saturday night, like, once a month when the card's a pay-per-view or whatever. I'll do that. But I'm not. Dog, if I was like every night, like, hey, Nat, I'm going to a show. Hey, Nat, I'm going to do that. Like, yeah. I mean, you I'm, get burnt out on it, I feel like. Yeah, and my fucking marriage would be filing for divorce burnout. Right, yeah. <laughs> in, in, in like so you have year. work-life balance is what you're saying. What is that like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do, do you – is that is that something you wrestle with? That's something me and every single human being I know. I don't know. Work-life balance? I think just... I know like one or two people that have kind of figured it out. Really? Why, yes. why do you think that is? Because I think in music, mm-hmm. and maybe this is just naivety of like being early in it, but I think it's more celebrated. Not even celebrated. Yeah, I guess celebrated. Yeah, it is. Or like and justifiably efficient to not have work-life balance. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. I, I. That's like half my problem with like Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of like the whole hustle. It's, it's like the thing. unhealthy arm of that hustle culture. Yeah. Sure. The problem is it works. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's. But it works in one dimension. Right. Yeah. Like, are you happy? Yeah. Are, are you getting rest? Do you have loved ones nearby? You know, like th- those things. It can work into that, but it feels like it works against it. Yeah. You know, like you're saying, healthy work-life balance. You know, but like pontificate, elaborate. How much part? On like, so you say you don't, you like, you feel like you don't know anyone who has like a good, healthy work-life balance. It, I mean, but you're, you're pretty young. Well, like it I doesn't guess... really affect you in a negative way, does it? No, not at all. Yeah. Not right now. <laughs> right. And but, that, and, but that is, don't, okay, talk, 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 sorry. What did you say before that? You said something I was going to go off of. Uh, uh, basically talking about like, do you feel like you have friends who have. Like, oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's basically just what you said is, like, we can afford to mm-hmm. now, like, at this age. I don't know. I mean, I think that's, I think it's really wise to be aware of that. I also think it's probably, depending on your personality, wise to kind of fuck with it, you know? Like, not that I know what I'm talking about, but, like, if you realize, like, uh, I have no work-life balance... I'm starting to feel a little extra tired. Maybe I should take a break mm. and just force it, you know, but also at the same time, there is a, I mean, there's a dude, there's a time and a place. Like I pretty regularly, like right now we're, it, it's, you know, it's nine seventeen at night, nine times out of 10 though, or like five out of seven days in the week. I clock back in. Like you got here at eight 30, I fire up the studio at eight 30 and just get back to work. Right. Like I have to. So like, the work-life balance is still a little different. You know, like I sat with my kids while we ate dinner and I yelled at them till they brushed their fucking teeth and went to bed, you know? Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not that bad of a dad, but <laughs> I, maybe I am. I don't know. But anyways, like, you know, like I was, I helped them get ready for bed, yada, yada, yada. Um, they're in the rooms. 
they're going to bed and I have to get back to work. You know, like food doesn't just fall out of the sky. Yeah. You know, so so there's and it's a struggle. It's still a struggle. I haven't got it figured out. You know, I get it wrong all the time. Yeah, I think it's like like there's just always like a grass is greener thing. It's like mm. among my friends when I'm talking about this kind of stuff, it's either maybe they do, maybe they're trying to have more, I don't know another word besides like the cliche, like work-life balance. They're trying to spend more time on like friendships and like relationships and and just time off doing other things that they enjoy, like hobbies or whatever it is. And then... They start going in that direction, and then the conversation turns to, I feel like I'm getting nowhere with my career. It's like, well, you took more time off. Like, what do you think was going to happen? So then they're like, you know what? You're right. So then they'll go way in the other direction. They'll go really far in that direction. They'll be burnt the fuck out, and they'll be like, man, I feel like I have no work-life balance. Like, dude, just pick one. Like, you you are damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. I'm very convinced about that. That, but see, there's your answer, man. There's no balance. (laughs) No, no, I, there was actually, there's a good book on this called Off Balance by, I forget who, but he basically like tears a hole in the whole idea of having like a balanced life. He's like, no one really wants a balanced life. Like you want like a satisfied life. Like you want to like have a very specific idea of what you want the pie chart of your life to look like. Mm. And if that's 70% work and like whatever, just have everything there, but like make sure your usage of your time and attention is fitting within that Mm. as opposed to being like, I spend just as much time with my friends as I do working. It's like, no, you don't. And you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. But if you do, then you don't, you shouldn't care that much about, not about your work, but about like, like having that much progression in your career shouldn't hold that much of a priority if you are spending just as much time hanging with friends and like relaxing and watching the game as you are right. sitting at your studio desk. Yeah. You know? And man, and that's like, I think there's, there's like two things I would almost like. It gives me two different th- trains of thought. One is like where you're putting your self-worth and what provides that. And then two is like this is a very simple way of kind of encapsulating this, but like your time management. Mm. I've been in so many sessions where it's like working away and then you look over your shoulder and like somehow someone's on their phone just like scrolling away. And it's like, Dude, just go home. (laughs) Like, it's okay. You don't have to be here. (laughs) Like, if you don't want to be here, that's totally cool. Yeah. You know, like that, that, that to me, like, then you're kind of discrediting yourself when you say like, oh, I do this work all the time, man. It's like, well, I don't know, man. I've been in sessions with you, bro. You're on your phone a lot. I think about that all the time. I like, (laughs) well, I caught myself doing that all the time. It's like, Mm. I fucking like hustle and like, I don't sleep. And then I got. I just like realized how often I was saying that. I was like, damn, I'm fucking annoying. So like, <laughs> it was like all the time, bro. <laughs> That's funny as shit. It was all the time. So then I, I started, um, there's this software called Toggle mm. that you now, like every time that I'm sitting down doing like actual focused work, mm-hmm. I log it in and I log it out when I'm done. If I'm going to like, grab a sandwich and it takes me half an hour to eat it i'm not counting that time Mm. if i'm like scrolling on my phone for 20 minutes i'm not counting that time and the cool thing is you can like categorize it and tag different projects or whatever so i know exactly how many hours i spent on this person's song exactly how many hours i spend writing per week and whatever yeah so then i can go i can like check my own bullshit and be like no i did work 60 hours a week or i worked 15 and i should shut the fuck up right (laughs) yeah yeah but it's like yeah it's like you can work from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. 
Right. But have like four of those hours be actual focused work and the other yeah. be just kind of like bullshitting around, not getting anything done. That's honestly, that's kind of kind of how I started like, 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 uh, uh, like rethinking the way I think about work-life balance. Like today I had a window of time where Nat was watching the kids and I could work. Well, I had a, just enough distractions and like enough things fucking with my brain. I said, you know what? This is a waste of my time. Like, I'm only going to end up on my phone or YouTube. Turn everything off and I went outside and I just sat outside with everyone while they played in the yard. I sat next to Nat and we just talked and chatted mm-hmm. the shit, you know. I was like, man, if I'm not going to use this time in this room well, I may as well just even be around my family. Right, yeah. You know, and I try to make a point to keep my phone, like, in my pocket and not pull it out and just be around. Like, and I'm not running around in the yard like some super dad but even just being there and trying to be present you know because i realize like well this is time that i'm not using well in this room i may as well be with my family right you know and that's like i mean i yeah i did it right one time you know like i get it wrong all the time but i think that kind of helps too with the idea of work-life balance it's like kind of knowing yourself in the sense of you you said that hit me like ten to twelve hours. Oh shit! I worked like a motherfucker today, bruh. But I only worked for like an hour. Right. It's like, well, I'd rather just sleep or play video games or watch TV or like catch up with a friend than sit at my desk for ten hours. And those other things you could be doing are probably going to be a lot more like creatively refreshing. So that when you oh, do yeah. come back and spend the two or three hours a day, yeah, you're, it's like very focused, attentive, intentional totally. hours that you're spending. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly yeah i think um what's gonna call it i think man yeah and i i I heard that on a did you ever fuck with pensado's place you ever listen to that i've I've watched a bunch of them yeah there's one interview with a guy uh i I forget who it is but it it's it's still kind of impacted in my brain like dave asked if he took breaks and he's like oh yeah all the time he's like really what do you do and he's like i go watch movies whoa (laughs) It's like, like this, like Grammy award winning, you know, mix engineer, producer, some shit who like on the clock is like, yeah, I'm going to go watch a movie for half an hour. Mm. (laughs) It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like that's totally valid because like you said, it's kind of refilling the tank of creativity because you're stepping away from that thing and you're, you're filling your mind with something else, you know? Um, you can waste that time, I guess, you know, and just scroll away on TikTok or something. Um, but maybe that's inspiring to you, too. Maybe there's things that you find on there that kind of, like, get the gears going, you know. I mean, I, I'm i trying to be open-minded about that. I, I kind of doubt it, but it could happen, you know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think if you're doing it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything to say on that. Because <laughs> my first instinct is, like, well, I feel like that's just kind of clouding up your brain and like i I don't know i mean depending on who you ask they probably say watching movies clouding your brain so true well i guess i guess the question then would be like what other things besides music do you like intentionally pull inspiration from like i I have one guy like he's super into movies and like you talk to him like he's, he's a music guy but he'll he'll basically do the same thing where like when he's not making music he'll kind of take breaks and watch movies in the evenings or whatever and then the next morning he's like oh this like one documentary about this polish sculptor was so dope it has nothing to do with what he's making but it's like those gears are turning oh because he's excited by something that's not what he's going to be doing for the next eight hours yeah you know and and also too man like 
dog the exposure to different soundscapes and different totally. sounds yeah. and and then like you're using a lot of senses at once when you watch and listen because you're like actively engaging those two simultaneously whereas when you're working on music i typically am looking at a computer screen and maybe like i've got fights on on the ipad or you know like i've or some people do you know the projector with this guy or some bullshit dude, dude, you i know? just bought one of those dude, hell yeah man <laughs> like whether you're doing your tie-dye laser show projection yeah, in the so background. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. It's like you've got that other thing. You're not really engaging in the same way when you watch a movie that you bought into. You know, like when you're really into a movie and the music's connecting and, the mo- and like, you're fully absorbed in that, it's doing something to your brain and, mm. like, your spirit that is not happening if you're just staring at ones and zeros, you know, yeah. while you listen. Yeah. So it's, like, it's cool because it's almost like reprogramming like, I like to see things and feel things when I'm hearing things. Mm. So, like, when I'm when I'm working, producing stuff, you know, my body starts moving, my head's kind of bouncing around. Oh shit, yeah, man! Like that. Now I know we're in the we're in the zone. Yeah. You know, like, or if I like, I start to feel like overwhelmed or like sad. I mean, good. We're doing it. We're there. You know, like that's. I want to. I. Yeah, I kind of want to be a little fucked up, you know? Like, if that's what we're going for. Mm. I, I want to be pulled in. So, you know, figuring out ways to tie the senses together, I think, is really important. And stepping away is sometimes, like, the perfect thing. Is jujitsu that for you? That kind of, like, resets things? Um, Man, uh, probably bigger step backwards and more overlooking. I think jujitsu is, like, the, the cheapest therapy I do. Like, I think just for my overall mental health and physical well-being yeah that's it's like a really i mean because you lift checking in yeah yeah so you're like and lifting is really exhausting yeah and extremely exerting um i i think jujitsu is i I wouldn't say more or less i I don't think that's fair but i think it's i mean you're simulating murder for sure it's it's voluntary it's more mental though right it's both. It's extremely, excruciatingly exhausting, but it's also extremely mentally exhausting, but in, in a different way, which is, which is part of the reset. You know, like, dude, you are, you are in front of and interacting with physically a person who is literally trying to kill you. Like Sorry. what that forces you to do and what it allows you to um, exert is, is amazing. Because that pent-up energy or frustration... I mean, dude, we sit on our asses all day. Yeah, dude. That's another thing. I just feel like just, like, staying physically active in any way, especially in a way that, like, if you're fighting, you have to stay very, like, mobile and, like, I don't know, like, fl- like loose also. Yeah. You know? And I feel like when you were saying, like, you want to, like, feel the music that you're working on mm. and you want to, like, feel your foot tap and your head bobbing and, mm-hmm. like, feel your heart rate grow up a little bit more. It's, like, yeah, I feel like you're a lot more in tune to things because you're used to, like, really paying attention to your body when you're fighting and stuff like that and getting things yeah. loosened up and, like, having... Huh. Focusing on that. I never made that connection. May- maybe. I mean, that sounds cool. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about ever. No. <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, I wish I was joking. <laughs> Man, I wish I had better questions. You asked great questions. Did I wrote some down? You wrote some down. I wrote some down. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Dead you ass. did? Dead ass. He's your better producer, bro. Better, better podcast. Is is no? This, they're stupid. Is this called questions. Tony and the Creators? Are you taking right. over? First stupid question. Go. 
Favorite type of food and best place in Nashville to get it? You son of a bitch. You said stupid questions. These are great. <laughs> <laughs> I really just want more food recommendations. You want to be a co-host on this? Wait, wait, okay. Do you feel comfortable saying the area you live in? Yeah, it's like Brentwood. Okay, so you're in Brentwood. Oh, man, I don't know if you're interested in jiu-jitsu. You should come train. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, I've... I, we talked about this a little bit when we got coffee. I've always been kind of like interested dude that was a while ago though no that was a long time ago you know the gym i train at is in brentwood is it really yeah where you should come yeah okay we'll talk about it later i'll tell you where okay where, where? Yeah. yeah i just know i'm gonna get my ass kicked well it's enzo, <laughs> it's enzo gracie jiu-jitsu i guess anyone can look it up you okay. should definitely come cool uh and you definitely will get your ass kicked but Sick. everyone does yes. i did today it was great like it's just it never ends which yeah. is also really good for the the human ego yeah yeah everyone's everyone is mortal Sometimes you, know? you got to get your teeth kicked in. Sometimes you're the hammer. Sometimes you're the nail. And there's nothing that reminds you more than that than that sport. Yeah. Or a combat sport. I would say any combat. Muay Thai is, whew, you know, all that shit. You get punished, you know. But it's cool. It's like we are agreeing to be here. We have volunteered to be here. This is this is fun. It's intriguing. It's challenging. You're using different parts of your brain and your body is fully engaged as well, you cannot think about lunch after, mm. or you will make a mistake that costs you. Mm. <laughs> and then you have to tap. And then, and you know, you start over, no big deal. But it's like, but if you want to get meta with it, it's like, well, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> or something's broken. Yeah. You know? But anyways, okay. So awesome question number one for Tony and the Creators podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Right now, man, we've just been obsessed with getting coffee, crema. Uh, oh, dude, I've been there. That's in East, right? No, it's downtown, oh. but it is very close to East. Okay. It's like uh, right by, it's Hermitage and First, or it's by Peabody. Yes, I do know where that is. It's right yeah. by Pinewood, really. Okay. Um, that place is great. So good. And they have dozen there. So I always end up being a fat ass and getting like a muffin or something. Why am I Are fat? you like a coffee connoisseur? Uh, I, I don't like to say connoisseur because I, I'm not really good at, like, I can do the AeroPress, I can do a pour over, um, but I'm not really, like, super knowledgeable about ratios and, like, timings and stuff. Like, I know how to do the AeroPress, I know how to weigh it out, like, but I don't even have a, a, a scale, you know, like, I got so lazy with it, but I know how to, like, <laughs> I know. Just weigh it in your hand and think. <laughs> no, nah, man, I just, I know this one <laughs> scoop is going to be, uh, you know, close enough, and I know my water. Yeah. Like my water counts and I've got like a method, like I, I arrow pressed my way through many tours, uh, so I could have like reliable, reliably good coffee on the road. But, um, but anyways, uh, but I hate, I hate, okay, no, it's just, okay. I love diner coffee. It is trash. I hate. (laughs) What the fuck are you saying? (laughs) What? Diner coffee. I hop. You uh, love it, but it's Waffle trash. House. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, garbage. Love it. Absolutely. Just because like it wakes you, like it's so bitter and disgusting, it wakes you up. Uh, no. The, I mean, I take it with cream and honey. It's cheap. It's just, it's not good coffee. It's not good coffee. What do you love about it? I, it, I mean, that tastes good to me. <laughs> but you it's are like, making no sense right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Let's make a song. Um, no, man. So like, like, um, with cream and honey, that coffee tastes good. It does taste. It's oh. sweet though. 
You know, it's like it's almost like cafe con leche or something. So like the coffee itself is bad, but you can mask it enough with yes, sugar. and it tastes really good. Okay, but I hate uh, a a coffee shop that's trying to present itself like it's bougie, and the black coffee's trash. Like Can't what? do it. Drive call someone out. What is it? No, man, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> there's a spot. There's a spot close to where I live. I'll tell you later. <laughs> sucks ass man it's so bad i'm just like so not picky about co- but here's the thing i knew because i have a lot of like not a lot but i have a few like really like coffee connoisseur yeah. like friends yeah and they're trying to explain to me all the ways of like oh like these beans were grown at this altitude and if oh, you yeah. grind them and i'm like i'm sure what you're saying is accurate i just don't care <laughs> like <laughs> I don't care. I would take an IV of caffeine if yeah, I could. So, I don't care. W- so here, like, here's a great example. I love Crema. Their drip is amazing. I think it's really good. It changes a lot based on what they're roasting or whatever, but I, I find it to be really delicious. There's d- depth and dimension and, you know, there's, like, stuff on your palate. There's, like, their coffee has a front and a back to it. I can't really identify all of it. I just know, like, yo, this is good shit. But I drank instant every day. Right, yeah. <laughs> like in the morning, I take my freeze-dried scoop of coffee, put it in the cup, hot water, and I use my sweet cream cold stone creamer to get that shit. Right, like a man. All milky, bro. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Be- because it's like function and that it's garbage, but it tastes good. You know? Like I realize it's not real pure coffee that was at X altitude and, you know, sourced from Costa Rica and so yeah. on and so forth. You know? So, eh. But anyways, there. Um What's a spot that you like? And we'll go back to foods. You can do food. Yeah. I, oh, Oscar's Tacos is amazing. Have you heard that of that? That is in Brentwood. Yeah. There, well, there's one the in Brentwood. There's like four or five of them around town, but there's um, one down Nolensville. Okay. Technically in Brentwood, I think. That's really fire. It's like not expensive. There's this Euro place across the street from my house. Oh, shit. Is it Gyro or Euro? Hero. Nah. Yeah. The Hero? Yeah. That's annoying. <laughs> 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 not because of how you pronounce it just because of like i've sounded really dumb every time i recommend this place to someone and no one's ever corrected me so fuck you guys but it's but it's like this hey man your so friends could just not know bro probably yeah they're pretty dumb but <laughs> damn <laughs> it's a joke oh my but like, god like, right it's it's like six dollars and you get this biggest hero mm-hmm. uh and it's like these two brothers that run it it's like this dirty grimy what's place. it called but god it's so good the hero spot I've heard of that. The G spot, so we like to call it. Isn't there two of those, or is it just the one? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, no. There's a couple guys that I train with who swear by that place. Yeah. Oh yeah, because if you're in Brentwood, yeah, it's, it's not like right far from that there. Area, yeah. That area, yeah. I need to go there, dude. dude. And, and dude, let's go. Let's train jujitsu and then go get euros after. Ooh wee. Or before and see who throws up first. All right. Uh, never. <laughs> And definitely let's get some food after we train. Oh, yeah. I'm super down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's going to happen. We're going to make that happen. I love that. I'm down. Um, okay. I, uh, there, okay. There's a place around the corner from my house called West Coast Taco. I've heard of that. And they do, so there's two. There's one in Murfreesboro and there's one up here. Uh, arguably, I, th- I think it's the same owner, but this one fucks way harder um, because the other one doesn't do a few of the menu items which are, are the only reason why I like this one, uh, is they do a California burrito, which is steak, pico, ke- um, sour cream, guac, and French fries. Oh, interesting. Okay. Delicious, bro. 
French fries in the burrito. In the fucking burrito. That's crazy. Dude, Cali burrito. We got to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, do you like spicy stuff at all? I'm okay with it. Well, okay, because they're hot. They're hot salsa. They have like, they have like verde, they have green, and then they have hot, which is weird. There's what no is mild. Hot? Is it like Prince's hot where it's like, you want to die? It's that's what I don't like like competitive hot. Man, okay, it's hard to explain because I do like heat. I'll eat jalapenos raw. I'll, I'll, crazy. I said it, but um, that that hot sauce is very flavorful, but it makes me sweat. Mm. It makes me. I like heat. Why is that pleasurable? That's a great question, man. Is it like I can handle it? <laughs> no, it's not a machismo <laughs> thing, right? Which is a fair question, but it's really not. I promise. It's just it's like tasty. I don't know. Like maybe it's an acquired taste. It's literal pain. <laughs> so, what are you saying right now? It's only one pain. It's pain one way, and it's not going in. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so West Coast Taco, I fuck with that place super, bro. Right. They got French fries in the burrito. Yeah, that's crazy. It's amazing. What's your what, What's another one of your questions on Tony and the Creators? Um, your new podcast that has a backlog of a lot of episodes with some weird balding guy hosting those. Yeah, he keeps. Show- I keep telling him. He's not allowed within 50 feet of the premises. And he keeps showing up. <laughs> That's uh, what would you do if you weren't in music? Oh, man. Well. Or did you almost do something else? The, you're supposed to say, there's no plan B, man. And there really wasn't okay. for a very long time. And then I started realizing, like, yeah, I've been doing this for, like, 10 years. And financially, I'm doing better than I ever have, but it's still not where I need it to be. and not where I want it to be. You know, I got, I got goals. I'm trying to, trying to retire the wife, you know, like do all that shit. Mm. And just music takes a really long time, especially if you don't get super lucky or have the time to grind the way that it would, you know, so definitely, so I've ended up thinking about it. Uh, I think if I had to do a plan B, I really do think I'd go full send jujitsu. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I think I think I could. I mean, now it's a weird question to answer in that regard because where I'm training, the guy who runs our gym is so um, – you know how like in, in production, like in what we do, there's levels to this game, mm. right? It's the same thing with that. It's like, you, like I know some stuff. Man. Aren't you a black belt? Yeah, but bro – after meeting this guy, man, don't mean my black belt don't mean shit. He's a fucking like genius mastermind. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the idea of now that I know Sean and I'm under his like teaching. It's like I don't really feel apt to do that <laughs> to but, run a gym. <laughs> yeah, but then that's the. I mean, that's a super hypothetical question. But it's like if you were to have put the way you put the last ten years into music, if you were to put that into jujitsu, you'd be like Sean. Right. Uh, still no, but I, but conceptually, <laughs> what you're Sean, saying, yeah, I'd be I'd be further along that path. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it, it. I mean, I could I could still technically do it now. Um, it's not gonna happen. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't. But yeah, I mean, maybe one day down the road, I I open another business or something like. If I can get things moving the way I want here, I would have the time to do that. Mm. Um, but it's just tough, man, because like. I just don't like to do things halfway. Yeah. You know, I really like someone at, so actually today at, at the gym, someone asked me, he's like, you ever think of opening like a gym or like, what are like, do you have that goal? And I was like, man, honestly, not really. Cause I feel like it would just take over my life. It would have to, mm. 
Like you really got to just surrender like your 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 like like music becomes a hobby. It would have to. Mm. Like let's write. Like sure, let's let's jam. That's what it turns into. Let's jam, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's like how it starts and how it ends. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, God. That's, that's, that's so how you know you're going downhill. Yeah. Is when people start, yo, we got to get the band back together, Let's bro. Let's jam, man. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. When, when's the last time someone asked you to jam? Dude, it's funny. There was this one kid, like, freshman year at Belmont. This was, like, 2015. Where, like, we were both piano, like, keys players. And I, like, didn't know a lot of keys players. And he was just fucking phenomenal. And every, we would, we weren't, like, friends. But we were, like, acquaintances. We had mm-hmm. similar friend groups. And yeah. every single time we sh- we saw each other, we'd be like, yo, we got a jam, bro. We got a jam. <laughs> and then we would both walk away just knowing this is never going to happen. Like, right. there's no need for this. It's just something you say to someone else who also plays music, you know? Dude, I absolutely <laughs> love how forward you are. <laughs> Why, why is that that forward? Like, we, like he's a cool guy. No, I that, would not that, do that it. You would say that though. Oh. We know that this is never going to happen. I feel like so many people are just not like that. You know? You oh, dude, moving here, I've like burned so many bridges on accident. Because people would be like, "Hey, let's hang, man," and then like give me their phone number, and then I'd be like, "Oh, whoa, wow. Well, surely where I'm from, if you gave me your phone number, that means you want to communicate with me." And then I would text them, and they never respond. Oh. And then I'd run well, into him somewhere, and I'd be, like, kind of drunk or something because it's a party, of course. And then I'd just be, like, weird or say something abrasive or, like, be really vindictive and mean because I'm from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, Oh, well, you would say that to them about them not responding? Oh, dude, something, yeah, something, really? like, terrifying, yeah. And you don't think, like, because so- I think about that a lot. Not a lot, actually. I don't really think about it often. But every once in a while, some somebody will bring up the whole, like, how a lot of people in Nashville will just, like, ghost you. And I'm like, okay, well, do you think most of the time it's really intentional that they're just being overly nice and being like, ah, oh, fuck that guy? Or that they're, like, genuinely crazy busy? Because, like, everyone here is pretty slammed to a certain point and incredibly disorganized because we're all creatives and we don't know how to manage our time. Man, yeah, I don't, I don't really know the answer. I, I now, now... I really lean towards benefit of the doubt yeah. in that, yeah, they're like, if you're as busy as me, whew, I get it. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, like, it's all good. We got a lot going on. You know, I, I don't remember what I did yesterday. Shit, I don't know what day of the week it is. You know, like, <laughs> facts. Like, so so I don't get bothered. I don't get bothered by it anymore. But I definitely, um, I definitely also don't seek out to, like, Hey man, go to the show. What's your number? Let's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like network. But you have to do that at first. Yeah. yeah, but what's crazy though is like ninety five percent of the people that I met the first two years I was here, I don't talk to them anymore. I feel like that's normal, right? Is I don't know because I feel like they get they get into their circles and you get into their. I feel like when you first move here, you have to say yes to everything and everything and you have to reach yeah. out to as many people as possible. True. So now there's like a large sample size and then you can figure out like, okay, I Reduce really fuck with size. these. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> you see, you're <laughs> <laughs> 
you can like kind of just like feel out who you gel well with and who you want to spend more time with because yeah. they're going to help you grow and like who and like all those kinds of things and then like the other people that you first meet off kind of die off respectfully and it's like mm-hmm. nothing against them it's like i don't need to be spending time with everybody all the time right but you know? i'm from miami and that's not how we go <laughs> really <laughs> yeah you have I a mean, million friends in miami yeah you you got your people bro and then when they disappear you don't like them <laughs> hate that <laughs> no for real like really? I, mean, I feel like that's how i came up is like we hang out like like we're super cool like we're like homies you know we get super tight and then like if you just dis- like i mean come on man like if you disappear and we never talk no more but we were friends for like four years like mm. nah man miss me with all of that i guess we're not friends weird Savage. i think about that so differently because i like sometimes i'll get into these conversations with my friends of like what if I mean, not specifically this, but we'll yeah. kind of like be thinking about something vaguely this, that like if one of us ends up like really popping off mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, working with like huge people and whatever mm-hmm. down the road before the rest of us do or, you know, whatever, I feel like you kind of have to just let them do that and oh, you can't expect them to like carry you along. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you were that person, you would hope that, like, your friend group, like, that you would, could go back to them. Like, of course, still put an effort into keeping in touch and whatever. Big caveat. Is that, is that kind That's of what you're talking caveat. about? They just, oh, don't, yeah. they just ghost entirely? Yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. No. Yeah, that, like, if you give me your phone number but don't answer me, like, at all. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, now I don't get offended by it, but I'm also, like, not asking for phone numbers. Right. You know, but I'm saying, like, I'm not asking for phone numbers. So if you give me your phone number and just ignore me, why are you wasting my time? Yeah. Or like building up some kind of expectation that there's going to be some kind yes, of... Yes, man. That's mean. Yeah. That's yeah, just yeah, mean. Yeah. Dog, This is the... I'm not Lindsay Lohan. We're, we're not a mean girls, bro. What are you doing? You know, like we're, we're either like like you have the intention like of, of truly like delivering like, yo, man, let's link for real. Yeah, man. Hit me up. You know, and I get it. Someone else was like, "This." I was like, "Dude, hit me up. Come be on the podcast." And I, I didn't. He DM'd me, and I forgot to respond for like you a week. Asshole. And I saw him, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I know it's awkward right now because he thinks that. So later, I kept meaning to respond, and I was like, "Dude, listen, I'm really sorry that I just kept forgetting to DM you." But yes, let's lock this in. Yeah. yeah. You know, like but you followed up eventually, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, and I also addressed it, like, "Dude, yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry." Like I was not ignoring you. I'm an idiot. I forgot. You know, that's all. It, that's all I think. It, like, you don't need to be like me. An X Y Z person doesn't need to be like me. But we do need to have respect for each other. Totally. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you don't have to do it the way that I do it. I think that's really unfair to expect that or ask that. Like, and I and I hope that you that X Y Z person doesn't demand that I act the way that they do. But also, like, let's be kind to each other. You know, like. Let's just be respectful of like, of time and expectations, and you know, like it's just. Do you do you want to work with someone where you can't trust where their brain's at? Mm. You know, like that's that's a bad setup for a working relationship too. Like, I'm gonna bust my ass on a track, and when it's time for you to give mix recalls, you can't. Bro, <laughs> it's the worst. You know what I'm saying? That it, it's, yeah. it, it's like you're thinking down the line too, though. It's like it's not about just getting in the room and writing the song. It's about seeing it through to the end. Yeah. And then, like, if it's your responsibility to put it in the hands of this person that we d- discussed, but you can't answer my fucking text message, like, how can I trust that you're going to do what you said? I'm going to give it 
I'm going to do my very best. Why wouldn't you? Dude, yeah. That's that's another thing I've been thinking about recently is that like if, if you're talking like the on, on a producer artist level, yeah. If you're talking that way, it's yeah. like I will care about your project as much as you do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cuz there's some people it's like they're so talented and the songs are so good. I love working with them. I mean, not like anyone in particular, but I feel like there's like instances of this every once in a while, you know, and it's that thing where like, you'll hit them up for mix notes, months go by, you'll hit them up and like finish a song. You started writing that and they, every time they get back to me, it'll be like, oh yeah, we absolutely have to do this. And it's kind of a catfishing, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, catfishing is not the right word, but it's like, uh. It's like blue balls. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do this. We're going to work together. We're gonna get, I had this on, whole yeah. project that I want you to do. And then I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I love working with you. This stuff is so cool. Yeah. And it's like nothing ever happens. It's like, okay. Yeah. If I see you putting in, and there's a caveat to this too that I want to get to in a second. But it's like if I see you putting in a lot of effort that you legitimately want to get this thing done. And even if it's like less than what my budget is and it's like a crazy tight deadline, I'm going to do what I have to do to get it done. Uh, the way ex- so it's exactly how you want mm-hmm. it within that time because I see that you care a lot about it yeah Um, I get it if they're like working on this project the same time that they're working on another project and they know that they're just slammed because mm-hmm. then it's like okay you care a lot about your artist career you're doing lots of different things at one time mm-hmm. I have to kind of like push this forward until you have time to come back and like Every time yeah. I do that, they always do, and it's fine. But every once in a while, you get the time where it's like you're putting in hours and hours and hours on these songs and like sending it to these people, mm-hmm. and they just like it's like nothing. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we got to finish this up. We got to do this. We got to do this." It's like, okay, well, where have you been for the last four months? Yeah, I was working on this. You, you know, know the, you know the great equalizer for all of that, right? What money? What do you mean charge more? <laughs> well, it's like I saw my nephew posted this. He's a he has a design firm, uh, or like a design company. And he posted this, like, I guess it's a meme, but it's like $500 client. Oh, Listen, dude. thank you so much. We're entrusting you for this vision of our lives. We're so grateful for the time that you invested in this. Please give it the same sort of care that you have for our, the $50,000 client. Money sent. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so true. It's true, man. You know, and I think it's with artists. I think it's the artists that have learned to, like, treat their artistry as a business that have that figured out. And it's the ones that think that, like, oh, can you cut me this favor because, like, I believe in, like, my talent so much that I'm going to put this out in the world and it's just going to blow up on its own and do its thing. And, like, they have to, like, almost, like, love bomb you a little bit as a producer to, like, make you buy into their thing. And it's, like, sometimes you can get stuck in the thing of, like, oh, well, like, what if if they're right and what if I miss this opportunity? But it's, like, the artists that I see, like, actually doing well are the ones that treat their artistry like a business. Yeah, well, and also, like... um, like a business, but but respect the people involved in their business, right? Like, not it's not just like I'm I'm dealing with numbers, but it's like no 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 like your time Tony's time is valuable, so I'm gonna pay you, you know I'm gonna pay you for your time, yeah. Because I respect, and when you ask for something, I'm gonna say, dog, I'm dying right now. Let me get back to you in like two weeks, right? That's not hard, you know. That's not hard. Like respecting your time mm-hmm. via money, paying you your fee or something you work out. Like I actually love when I can give an artist a break on my rate. Totally. Yeah, me too. I love that because that means that one, you are clearly serious about your art. Two, you're really fun to work with. 
And three, you've proven that you trust me and are responsible. And so that means if you trust me, that makes it really easy for me to say, all right, well, I'm going to prove that I trust you by charging you less money because I know you have to work X, Y, Z to make money to pay for your art. So we're going to make this investment go both ways. Mm. So I'll take a little bit of hit. Give me a little more points. Let's get to work. Let's do this, you know, because there's respect for each other here. Yeah. It's a lot easier to do that. Yeah. And I think that's what the artists that are like trying to super lowball you are trying to like maybe get you to say <laughs> is that you're going to do that for their project without you like initiating it. Does that kind of make sense? No. Do you get what I'm saying? No. Go. It's like if you say that like I'm going to charge you like half my normal rate and do mm-hmm. something because like like I believe in your project so much. That's you initiating that scene that like I see you and what you're doing and I think it's fucking dope and you're awesome to work with. Yeah. I'm going to give you a break because like I get that it's difficult or whatever. But when the artist is like talking you down and talking you down, talking you down and being like, oh, but like we'll give you this much back end because like I'm talking to these people and these people and like <laughs> Universal is about to sign me. I'm like, yeah, okay, bro. <laughs> I hang up those phone calls so you fast, know what I mean? bro. But there's all like, I feel like I, sh- I think I do too most of the time, but then there's always that like I mini know. Tony in the back of I my know. mind, but like, what if they're right? I know. You know? I know. And what if they are? Dude, I know. Man. What if you miss it? <laughs> I know. I, I like, I, I want to, there's something happening right now and I don't want to be too specific, but I'm, right. I'm literally dealing with a relationship like that right now where someone was telling me about an opportunity, but they were very vague. And so I asked for more details to which they responded with more vague stuff. And then I said, you know what, man, this has gone, this relationship has existed for a while now. And we've done a lot of this back and forth. I've worked with them a ton in the past for free um, because we were working on, you know, air quotes list. And um, I said, you know what, man, I'm just going to protect myself from wasting my time again. Uh, so I said, you know, unless there's an advance or contracts, some sort of fee or bonus or advance, like I'm going to have to pass. I need to know. That, or maybe there's an A&R slinging all this shit. I'd love to meet him. I need to know what's going on. I don't like feeling like I'm in the dark. I just want to know that if we do work, it's going to go somewhere. And then he responded, well, maybe this isn't the opportunity for you. You've got to invest time to see stuff get you know fulfilled, the conversations that I'm having. I signed a deal with you know this company and da-da-da-da. And I'm trying to be vague. Uh I don't know if I'm doing a good job or not. but <laughs> You're going to get some angry DM. <laughs> I'm going to get some crazy DMs. But like, it was just one of those things where it's like, wait a minute, <coughs> now you're starting to insult me by, by explaining to me w- how I don't understand the industry and how I don't, how I'm not ready for this opportunity. It's that, like, and it's like, you're not going to do well without me. Yeah. I you mean, know? that's honestly, <laughs> that's what they're saying. Yeah. And it's like, so are you insulting me and putting me down? Because I'm not biting, you know, I'm not buying what you're selling. You want me to work for free and I set boundaries for myself and then you insult me? Like, man, I, this already is like the, like the fucking, the red flag you can see from space, dog. Mm. <laughs> like, you're going to insult me before we even start working again? Yeah, like, is that how you make, like, because like in the most ideal world, mm-hmm. in his situation, mm-hmm. you would say yes he signs this deal with 
whoever mm-hmm. and the project blows up and you keep working together and keep working on projects together and like that's how you're going to start your working relationship right. together is right. on yeah like insulting each other is you, is like, you verbally trying to beat me up and and ironically it's like i'm no nowhere near where i want to be but i'm not a fucking chump either mm. you know like i'm bald and old but don't be deceived cheers <laughs> you know like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you a plaque. <laughs> I'm bald and old, but don't be dandies. <laughs> you know, it's like like I don't know everything, but I know a couple of things, and I know enough to know that like to know my worth, you know, yeah, yeah. and to know that I'm learning and I'm growing, and there's always room for that, one hundred fucking percent, you know. But like, dog, no, nobody talks to people that way. And you can, you cannot control me with that kind of foolishness. Yeah. And it's hard when it's someone you've worked with repeatedly. Like if it was just like some one-off, like do that Instagram DM'd you, it's easy to you be just, like, yeah, ah, no, nah, it's fine, whatever. Uh, but when you've like had a working relationship yeah. with that person, you have to yeah. like cut it off. It's kind of like, like a friend breakup. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. I just stopped like, responding to the text, yeah, man. They start, it's, it's a, it's a, a group of, of three and, and my other friend, uh, we're really tight. And, they listen? <laughs> and I was talking, <laughs> you're like calling them out. <laughs> I was talking with uh, the other, if they do, well, Hey, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was talking with my one friend and this person shares equal sentiments. Like, man, that's like really weird hmm. that they would talk to you that way. And so I was just like, yo, you can respond, but I think I got to bow out of even saying anything because when I, when I tried to say that I got so much pushback, it's like, you just don't have respect for me. So there's nothing that I say that will like snap you into the voice of reason. Yeah. You know, like you've, you've made you've made up your mind about my worth or what it is that, you know, I, and it's just like no you can't come in here and work for free and get music for free. And then like that was the thing that really got me going. Was like, "Wait a minute, so you signed a deal, but you won't talk to me about money." You have an advance for content. It's not even your money. And you want me to bring you content, but you won't pay me for this content that I'm adding to your library? Uh, that is ass backwards. Yeah. Right? If I'm like, hey, Tony, come work on this record, but I got paid $100,000 production like advance. And I say, hey, come work on this for points. And, and you bring... 10 songs ready to go and we put three of them on the record and you just get credit and points but i don't give you none of that money and and you gave me three of the 10 songs that i needed and i don't give you nothing that is fucked but what about the exposure bro yeah right yeah dude no man that's gonna blow up that is just like not that's not okay yeah that's not cool you know like I don't I don't have great budgets. I don't make a ton of money. But if there's money, I'm going to try to put some in your pocket. You know, like it is what it is. Yeah. Everybody's got to eat. Drives me insane. Preach. <laughs> Dude, what's one of your other questions? Um and on Tony and the Creators, the podcast you took over. Well, I mean, this is on the question, but just like off of what you were just saying, oh, you, yeah. you mentioned something off of like where you wanted where you wanted to be like where mm-hmm. where what's what's something that you're trying to like work on and build and grow and like whether on the creative side or the business side of production now and then like five ten years from now like what are like bigger things that you want to eventually be doing yeah so i'm starting this thing um so my producer handles brackish 
uh, and I'm essentially doing like camps, but with just me. So instead of like a, a publisher or like a writing, you know, company, like putting you in, in the room with like 10 other writers and you guys do a camp in the woods somewhere, like it's just me and that artist. Uh, oh, wow. Nice. I, there's an Airbnb across the street from my house. They cut like people fly into town. They stay at the Airbnb and they come over here and we shred. Hmm. So like it's over the course of four days, it's three full days. So like you get here, let's say you get here on Monday, 12 o'clock, grab lunch, and then we get to work right away. Small break for dinner the first day so I can like, you know, stay married. And then you come back and we work that night into the evening, like late. Uh, next day, the next two days, so Tuesday and Wednesday are 11 to 11. We'll take, you know, you stop and take a break if you need it, right. reach your food, whatever. Not Nothing crazy. Um, if you have to leave, I will stay here and work on shit. Um, but we work on your, on your stuff. And then Thursday, we do like the, like a two hour sit down, listen through anything, everything. If there's punches or tweaks, we make them. And if you do your homework, we can do anywhere from two to four songs. Uh, and I've done it quite a few times now. Um, so I'm working on rolling that out. Uh, I would love to do a really thorough version of that. Like when you say five years from now, I'd love to have a room probably four to six times this size. Oh, yeah. That's just fully kitted out. You know, I don't really want a commercial studio. I don't want a studio that size. But I would and I would ugh, within that, I would love to still maintain doing TV music. Mm-hmm. I want. I also want to do music for film. <clears throat> yeah. I love sound. like scoring. Uh, not scoring, but like sound design <clears throat> and like soundscapes and stuff like that. Like cool. scoring with like strings and getting into like all the sheet music and stuff. That's that's. I can do that, but I don't. I hated that part of school. Mm-hmm. Like I really hated it. <clears throat> um, but like, like creating soundscape, like with the matriarch. Just I have I have sessions. This is an hour, one track. Me just sitting here and bobbing my head back and forth, turning knobs. Yeah. Like I, lo- I love that. Yo, do you know? Oh, what the fuck is his name? I think he got, his artist name. He goes by Rory. I think his name's Dustin. Uh, I'll have to send you his Instagram. He was one of the guys when I used to work with Niles Acoustics and Design. We like oh, built yeah. his studio, and that's like all he does, dude. So his cool. his stuff is just like spacey, mm-hmm. and he has synth preset patches for sale and stuff that he oh, does. Cool. But his Genius. whole thing is he makes. Um, basically soundscapes for movies yeah and makes bank doing yeah it. crazy i mean i i love that actually i have a friend a guy that i train with who is like a i i, I don't know if he's a videographer but he's a i know him as a photographer i'm just getting to know him um but he's like crazy good and he was talking about like how he knows um like where he where he's from he knows like um videographers and da, 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 da. Uh, but he hadn't met anyone who liked to do music for film. And I was like, dude, I, I would love that. And I would totally do it. But, like, I'm so focused in on, like, between TV music and independent artists or, like, artists for pub or whatever. It's like that's a different world. It's a whole totally different world. And I don't have an end there. Mm. So it's not something I'm going to chase right now. But if if it was like I was like, dude, if you want to do something, I'm fucking in because yeah. I love that shit. I love it. But anyways, so I think I would I would, I would would love to have that. And, man – I'm not trying to be like save the world or like anything, but I would love to have interns. Yeah. I would really love to like, not like, Hey man, write down all the gear settings for this distressor. Like, no. Like a mentorship kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Not like 
hey, dump out the trash. Like, no, I want to be in a place where I have like somebody clean the studio. So if you come here and you're working, like it's not this like uh, the the college, you know, bro, like pay your dues bullshit. It's like, no, nah, man, you learn. Yeah. And I think Nashville has none. I don't know if anywhere else I'm just saying, but like around here, there's like none of that. And I wish there was because I, I have a couple friends who have gotten like similar positions, but it kind of ended up being a bullshit, like cut my lawn thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what is that? Dude. And it's like you, especially like, so I went through the whole like four years in the audio engineering program in Belmont. Mm. It was like, and then I got to know a couple like other producers mixers mastering engineers like in the industry industry like doing cool shit around here mm-hmm. and spent more time up with them and like hung out with them and learned way more right <laughs> with them than i ever did in school right. and it's a lot cheaper to have yeah. knowledgeable friends than it is yeah. to go to belmont Just right like, that like <laughs> <laughs> that's, <hilarious. laughs> that's very funny but yeah i just wish there was more of that mentorship like thing just like readily mm-hmm. uh, not even readily available because yeah. i don't think it should be readily available i think it should be like you should i don't know how like how would you meet these kids and like vet them out and make sure that like you really really want to do this and not just get some like random high schooler from like indiana yeah no i, I haven't fleshed it out or fleshed it out um to be like I, people like friends of friends people you know i i mean i would totally make it a tab on my website yeah and like i mean when you t- say five years from now like the vision that i have for myself and like where we're at like financially and career wise you know i'd love for it to be a thing where people are like they know my name mm. and it's like oh shit i would love to work with this guy and it's just as easy as like filling out the form on my website and i'll get back to you right yeah you know like have the automated response like Yo, thanks for submitting this. I'll check it out. Yeah. And then, like, hopefully I can have someone help me sort through that stuff. And, like, hey, man, this person looks cool. And I check it out. And, like, dog. And we hop on the phone, FaceTime. And, like, then you come check out the studio. And if you're interested, you stick around. You know, make sure you're not fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. A little background check situation, you know. But I would, I would, I would 100% love to, like, pay it forward. You know, like, I moved here because I was assisting at a studio. Um, and that the guy who owned it was like, Hey, we're, we're leaving. You should come too. Oh, cool. You know, like I, someone took me under their wing and, and like, like my, one of my best friends, the guy who's in my wedding, he got me into the, the room. He got me the opportunity and I was mostly learning under him actually. Hmm. Um, but the guy who owned the studio was his boss and the guy who owned the studio was like, Hey man, yeah, we're, we're, we're going, we're going to go to Franklin, Tennessee, Nashville's really cool. There's a lot of stuff for you and Natalie. There's a big creative community there. You should, you guys should consider coming, like really. And and Nat and I thought about it long and hard. And we ended up coming. And I'm like that, that I would love to do that for someone else. I already had that relationship, so it was you know I didn't need to be, you know, I mean I was vetted, but but I didn't need to be you know an email form. But I would figure out a way to do it because I really believe in that. I think I agree with you. Like. I went to school for music. It was valuable to me. It it helped me. But um but yeah, I mean I learned some some of the most important shit I learned was in that room. Right. You know, it was like b- messing up, <laughs> turning to like the first time I touched a distressor was in that room. Mm-hmm. Not in <clears throat> school. Yeah, yeah, really. And just like seeing firsthand 
the like i mean literally like when half of the shit that we've been talking about like the psycho the psychology of working with artists yeah and creative people oh yeah and like managing your time yeah and seeing like how all these people that are like doing the fucking thing like yep them being able to learn from you, especially like having a family too. Cause I feel like that would be like a good thing for someone coming up to like learn from also. Mm. Cause I feel like you can, I feel like it's always maybe like a romantic thing to learn from like the, the Eric Valentines and the people that are just like, I don't know. I'm just using him as an example. No, but yeah, they're yeah. like killing it. And you just like literally see them working 24 seven. So that's what you learn to do. Right. You know, but if you learn from someone that is like working their ass off, making strides in their career mm -hmm. and like has a life, yeah. <laughs> you know, and is like a balanced human being like yeah. that, that's like invaluable. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, so much of, and still what I learn. I mean, I feel like, dude, we're going to nerd out and I know I'm going to learn a ton of shit from you. You know, like you learn a lot of stuff when you're willing, when you're open and you're willing to receive, um, you kind of get over yourself and your ego and you surround yourself with people who are better than you, right. you know? And, and like, if you're willing to put yourself in that position and you're willing to do the trash and this sort of shit, it's like, well, I don't need to punish you. I don't, this isn't a frat, you know, like fuck all that. But you're, you're willing to put in time and be humble and like come out here. Well, man, come on, let's do some work. Mm. Like, you know, do you know how to run Ableton? No. Let me show you how to record real quick. Learn fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and like, I mean, I, I would put someone in the chair tomorrow. Be like, this is what you need to do to run it. Please learn this quickly. And I'll play this thing. Go record, you know, and like, and, and I'll push you, but I would love to do that. Yeah. You know, like that's, it's a great way to learn, you know, mm. how about you? What, what are some uh, dreams that you have for yourself five, 10 years from now? I... Honestly, kind of like very, very similar to that. Like I want to, and this might be like a 10, 15 year thing, <laughs> maybe 20, <laughs> but <laughs> I would love to like buy a plot of land somewhere off kind of in a more like remote location outside of Nashville, like in like mm -hmm. Western, like right outside of West Nashville when you get into the woods and mm. by the Cumberland and whatever. That's pretty. Design and build a studio there. I have like the whole design idea like planned mm -hmm. out already. In my oh, head. sick. I have, like so many things that I want for it. Yeah. And then have it, I want it to almost be like tiny house style, like bigger than an actual tiny house, but like laid out that way. So you have like the studio in the front half, steps up into like kitchen area and whatever in the back and like a sleeping quarters and whatever in the sick. top half. So you yeah. can like kind of live at it for a while. Yeah. But while I'm living out of that, this is like so specific. <laughs> 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 be designing and building like the house house like the forever home that i'd like raise a family in and whatever and like have that oh, whole thing cool. and then the studio could be like like you have the airbnb across the street that i would have like bands and artists and whatever come in from out of town and like stay don't there. don't worry about having a hotel or an airbnb like just stay here and yeah. we'll fucking work on a record together for a week I love like that, that yeah. would be so dope yeah um so that would be cool and i want i definitely want to be doing more sync music not a lot though. I would want like, I think like 40% of my time to be like big sync stuff, like ads, maybe some like trailers could be cool, mm -hmm. whatever, or just like cool things that are in the backgrounds of movies, whatever. Maybe like 40% being working with literally the artists I'm working with now and like going to be working with over the next couple of years that like I really, really believe in and they like their career mm. shoots off mm. and we kind of like come up together and mm -hmm. like build together as a team and then they're doing well. So we all do well. And then the other 20% being like, 
keeping a, a flow of like newer, younger artists coming in. Mm. Cause then you're like always keeping your pulse or your finger on the pulse of like what's mm-hmm. happening in the, in the music yeah, space. And you're not becoming important. like old and jaded, yep. and like stuck in yep. your ways, yep. you know? Yeah. It's probably going to happen when I'm 72 and have enough to afford all this. <laughs> <laughs> Do what, you know, you, you never know. You, you really never know. Yeah. And also like I, I had a buddy telling me about a vision he had for, you know, the future. And it's this very like, I want to live, you know, in the middle of nowhere, similar thing. (laughs) And and I was like, well, you know, there's like places around the corner from here that make, that feel like they're in the middle of nowhere. Like maybe your vision isn't as far away as you think. And, you know, it's not as simple as that. And his dream wasn't as simple as that either. You know, he wants to build it with his son. It's like very beautiful and cool. I'm like, fuck yeah, you should do that. Ignore what I said. (laughs) (laughs) But like, um. I, I think I think that's like it's not an impossible thing. It's not a a, a dream worth abandoning. You know that's oh, really sure, cool, yeah. and I I love that too. I, I I definitely resonate with like the artists you're you're pouring into now, like working with now. Like you guys are friends, and let's all come up together. I love it because like everyone that we look up to, they all do the same thing, right. did or do the same thing too. Minus, you know, a handful of people here and there who just explode, which is inevitable. I mean, that that's always going to happen. Uh, but that's not the litmus, you know? Like, it's always like, what, rising tide lifts all ships totally, or whatever? Yeah. Kind of that vibe. Well, anyways, listen, we've been at this for a hot minute, man. Yeah, it's been like seven hours probably. Probably, probably seven. cut some shit back. Yeah. yeah. Edit, edit all of it yeah. out. Ten-minute yeah, yeah. podcast. Bye. I'm kidding. <laughs> but anyways, dude, hey, listen, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for uh, having me on your podcast. Tony, you're so welcome. Tony, you're back. Tony you're welcome back anytime. You know, I might even uh, let you have the name on the podcast. I'm going to let you have that for this episode. Tony and the Creators. <laughs> I'm definitely calling it that. Word. Well, listen, thanks again, man. I appreciate you, dude. Dude, yeah. Thanks for inviting me out. This yeah, absolutely. Sick. We'll do it again. Peace. But first, we're going to get food and train. Hell yeah. All right, man. Hell see yeah. it. Kick my ass. Thanks again for joining us, joining me, you, me, hey, Tony, hey, on this episode of Dana the Creators. Yeah, be sure to check out Tony everywhere you check out stuff, the TikToks, the Instagrams, the the Facebooks, I guess, uh, via the his handle, at Tony Chetta. He spells last name C-H-E-T-T-A. Thanks again, and until next time, bye. <laughs>